You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. Well, welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio, where, once again, I got to say thanks and a shout out to the sexiest listeners out there that regularly take time out of their week to spend a little time with us. And I know I'm probably speaking for you here, Shannon, but I'm pretty sure I can speak for you that what we hope is that the time spent with us spends to leads to much more greater quality time spent with your spouse. Absolutely. Because what we love hearing from is listeners that that tell us what's going on, that ask questions, that give us feedback, that even give us comments and criticisms about what they think, because that helps us be better. And that's kind of what we're trying to do is we all are in the, in the hopes of trying to be better in our relationships. Because then we get, to, we get to experience more. So if you want to give us a shout out or a heads up or ask a question, send an email us. Email us, let me go that route, at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com because we love hearing from our listeners. And we want to we want to speak to what you, you need or want help on. Does that make? I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that I totally makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it wasn't clear in my brain, we, but it we, came out okay. I guess we want the show to be relevant <laughs> and applicable to Thank your you. marriages. Thank you very, very. That's very good. So here you go, Shannon. I don't know if you saw this, but as of us recording this, this this article came out yesterday. So this would be February 17th was the article date that it was published. But there's okay. some, there some new research that has come out from a study that was done by Louis, LSU, so Louisiana State University, Florida State University, and Baylor University. And what they found is that there's a slight rebound in sexual frequency after 50 years of marriage. Okay, now by rebound, explain that. That means what they're talking about is that a half a century of marriage is something of a springboard back into sexual activity. Ooh, so like a resurgence. Yes. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I mean, because think about it. How and we've had shows on the on on our on our show. We've had episodes about sex while you're aging. You know, just that mm -hmm. as sex through the seasons, the baby right. boomer, baby the boomer. elderly, you know, and on. And there's nothing to say that can't keep going for your life. There might be some hurdles, yes, because things maybe don't all work like they should or would when you were 20. But, right. you know, there's a whole lot more to you as you evolve. And that's what this research is talking about. Well, and let's be real. Those of us who were having sex when we were 20 or whatever age we got married— uh, we thought we had mastered it on the honeymoon. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> it just seems so ridiculous to look back. I mean, for us, we're coming up on our 25th anniversary to think that 25 years ago that I thought that I knew everything there was to know about sex and marriage is so laughable. Right. So I didn't even know what all my body was capable of. That's I didn't the biggest know... point right there. Yeah, I didn't know what... He his body was yeah. capable of. I didn't know what all our bodies were capable of accomplishing together. Um, through the years, we have just experienced so many new positions and sensations and had much deeper, richer conversations than I think we ever could have even in our first decade yep. of marriage. So I can see how with every decade that goes by, it has to get better and better if we're working on it. 
Well, it's I, I think it's that whole idea of as you grow and evolve, the more you understand yourself, the more you can also be a student of your spouse. And as long mm -hmm. as you keep that curiosity, I guess, that helps lead to what else could we do? What else? How else could we connect? What is what if we have, go a deeper level? What if we have what if we seek intimacy without sex? And we yeah. just and we just connect on deep levels, you know, just by talking on things we've never talked about before or, you know, just it's it's limitless. It is on it, how far it, you it, can go. And it's really exciting to think of those possibilities. Um, it reminds me of how when I was young, I just I was so blessed by being able to watch grandparents who truly loved each other. They were quite smitten with each other. I remember walking into the kitchen and finding my grandmother in my grandfather's lap and they were kissing. And you know, she turned and looked at me and she winked and she smiled and there was no shame or embarrassment on her part. And it was one of the best gifts that right. she could have, that they could have given me because you know, during that season of my childhood, that's not something that I saw my parents doing. Um, and so I do think that, that as people age, they bring something not just to the table within their own marriage bed. I think they bring something beautiful to society. Yes. Because who of us isn't inspired when we see a couple who still seem to be in love yes. after all these years? Yeah. Yeah. There's there's something so endearing about a couple that's into each other that are yes. older. You know, grandma and grandpa that just love each other. Yeah. Love it. it and who still have that sparkle in their eye. Yep. And you can tell that this is not just a platonic love. Yep. <laughs> that yep. They still are sexual beings yep. in whatever way, shape or form that takes in their marriage bed. And yep. Some of us don't want to think about grandparents having sex. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? I've actually heard uh, in school that, and then I heard this just recently at a conference I was at, that a marker of our emotional growth and our emotional maturity is our ability to think about our se our parents being sexual with each other and not grossing out. Interesting. That it's you reach a level where you want that for your parents. You want that for your grandparents. And it's not it's one of these revulsive kind of things. It's one of those that's awesome. I love that they can still they that they still do that. It gives us hope that maybe we can still be doing <laughs> maybe, that. <laughs> maybe that maybe that's it. But I just remember I mean when I first got into the field uh, I worked at one of the middle schools in the t in in Dallas, and I did groups for just support groups. You know, they would just happen that kids that were kind of struggling with grades or family things, and so they would just meet, we'd meet weekly and just talk. So I'd have a girls group and a guys group. I had multiple of them, and I'm sitting there with one. It's a bunch of middle school girls, and one of the girls said, "I heard my parents having sex last night," and she was just <laughs> grossed out. And she was, cause she's like, they're so old and they're probably like my age when she was talking about it. like they, I am now, you know, back then, no, but it's like, <laughs> okay, they're not old one, but okay. And, and I just, my response to it was, that's awesome. Outstanding. I'm so glad they still enjoy that with each other. And she, but that was a paradigm. It show. was her face, her, you know, deer in the headlights. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <She's> mortified. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, Hey. That gives hope to everybody, doesn't it? That I mean, that's one of those. Th that's a good thing. I understand that. Yeah, you can maybe kind of squeamish because, but that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it also reminds me of when I released the book, The Sexually Confident Wife. I got this telephone call 
Um, and I may have shared about this in a previous show long ago, but you know what they say about presidential campaigns. You tell them, you tell them again, yeah. and you tell them again. So I'm yep. just going to remind you of what a beautiful story this is, if you've heard it be before. Uh, but there was an elderly woman who called me and said that she and her husband owned one of the largest bookstore chains in the country, and that they were going to carry that book in their Christian bookstores, even though it was written for the mainstream market, because she thought that it was a vital message. And she said, can I just share snippet of snippet of my testimony and I said absolutely I just felt so honored that she would pick up the phone and call me right to tell me this and she said well at 30 she said we've been married 52 years and she said at 30 years we were headed to divorce court and my husband the day before the divorce was going to be final said to me is there any way that you would go to a counselor about your sexual hangups, because I feel as if that is the only reason that we are so bitter and angry and disconnected is because of that. And so she went to a counselor who proceeded to ask her, where do you hit the wall? What happens that slows you down that you just don't feel as if you can climb that wall to experience intimacy with your husband? And she said, well, you know, when he touches me in those places, thoughts come into my mind that I'm just so not proud of. And I just can't fathom that God isn't judging me. And he said in response, well, if God wired your brain in such a way that you can entertain thoughts that actually make you interested in being a motivated sex partner with your husband, isn't that a blessing rather than a burden? Maybe you should just embrace the fact that your mind functions this way and that it serves a higher purpose. And so she went back home, just willing to entertain whatever fantasy came into her mind that built the sexual energy that she felt in her body. And she said, Shannon, the past 22 years of our marriage, the sex has never been hotter. And she said at 72 years old, my orgasms are more intense than they've ever been. Awesome. And I thought, hallelujah, maybe the best is yet to come for all of us. No awesome. pun intended. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but... I think that getting comfortable in your own skin, even with cellulite ripples and stretch marks and saggy boobs and wrinkles and gray hair, I just think that getting comfortable in your own skin is something that goes a long, long way toward being uh, an available partner in the marriage bed. See, I think that's the ball game. I think being comfortable in your own skin is the entire ball game. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they aspire to look like these, you know, 19 year old Olympic athletes. Uh, and I, I care, I still carry around that picture, Corey. I want you to post it again, high up on the website so that people <laughs> see it. I the love that couple. picture yep. of the couple probably in their late eighties is yep. my guess, but they just look so comfortable and yep. delighted and pleased and open and available and uninhibited. That's the word. They look so uninhibited. And that's what I want. I, yeah. I want to be even less inhibited at 87 than I am at 47. Yep. Well, I mean, look at it this way, a full grown, I mean, this is something I've, I've used in, in sessions with couples when I'm dealing with a couple that's in their forties or fifties and they're, they're not quite comprehending the idea of depth that's required to have marriage at a deeper level mm -hmm. and it's not depth of the other person. It's depth of it's depth of self. And lots of men had this hang up of, well, I don't know. Cause I'm not 20 anymore. And I'll look at him and say, you know what? I'm going to be willing to bet that if a healthy full grown woman, like that's one that's trying to become here sitting today, she wants more than a guy that can have an instant erection. 
Yeah, I I don't think that sex with a twenty year old appeals right. to most older women, yeah. any, unless they're cougars, you know. But well, yeah. but even that is quick. I mean, come on. <laughs> so it's it's this whole it's a whole lot of build up for something very very small and yeah, quick. And- and I heard it said really well the other day that as men get older and erectile dysfunction sets in, don't worry that you can't cut the mustard as long as you can still lick the jar. <laughs> Isn't that great? There you go. Yep. So, but it, it is just coming to grips with, okay, I may not have all the functioning things that I had when I was in my 20s, but I got so much more behind it. That if I will offer that, that's going to take us to levels we haven't been yet. Because that has nothing to do with pleasure on a physical realm. That has to do with emotional and mental and spiritual connections. Okay, now this is this conversation is reminding me of a Dr. Phil show I saw back in January where these much older women, and I'm talking, I, but I don't say much, 50s, I'm, I'm right around Uh-oh. the corner. But, but, but in comparison to their partners, they yeah. were dating men in their 20s. Okay. So, 20-year-old, 20-somethings were dating these much older women in their minds because they're old enough to be their mothers. Yes. But yet they were saying they bring something to the table that girls my age can't. Sure. And I think that you're tapping into that. Sure. There is a maturity. There is a wisdom. There is a calmness. There is a peace. There is a confidence that exudes. And so let's apply that to marriage. I think that if we can exude that confidence with our aging at the same rate as us spouse, if we can exude that confidence with one another as we get older and more experienced and more familiar with what uh, with what our spouses really enjoy most, that should that should make up for the fact that we don't look the way that we once looked. Right. right. And I'm still just not convinced that looking like, unless somebody's like binging on porn and they're just so used to looking at the 18-year-old's buck naked that yeah a guy can develop an appetite for that and then grow really uh you know um disgruntled with how his wife is aging but i so believe in what fred stoker says in the every man's battle series that if you're only looking at your wife if you're not looking at other women naked yep that her body will always be sexy to you from day to day, month to month, year to year, decade to decade, because it's her. It's not just the package she's in. It's her. It's your life partner. It's your sexual soulmate that you're looking at. Well, and you've been a part of what has helped create what you're looking at. Ooh, I like that. You know, I mean, because I I look at Pam, I I think of my journey, because a lot of my stuff early in my life was I was exposed to porn in elementary school you know, late elementary school. Mm. And so that skewed early. Yeah, Yeah. it was. And so that skewed a a lot of things for me. And it's taken some (laughs) serious work to overcome some stuff. And I still think in some areas I'm not healed from it. And and it's still one of those, okay, that's a whole new level. Now that's, that's requiring more of me to confront my own self and my own expectations and views. But, but I always thought when, when, when Pam and I first got married, that, I'd be like, okay, I'm, I was scared of her aging, you know, her body aging. I was like, I want you to stay like this <laughs> on a physical. And that's just kind of my selfish mind. But it mm-hmm. was, it, but it was also skewed. But because, I think you're being so vulnerable in verbalizing yes. exactly what so many men have thought. So thank she you, is. Corey Allen. So yeah. one of the things that has helped me in recognizing my own maturity and my own growth is recognizing 
yeah, as we have gone along and our bodies have changed, you know, mine has changed too. I'm not the stick I was when we <laughs> first got married. You know, I think I was like six foot one and 155 pounds. Yeah. And, and now it's, it's changed. You know, I'm 200 pounds. A lot of it is, is proportioned. Okay. But there's still areas like, yeah, that's a little much there. And you know, but so those, those six pack abs look more like a keg now. No, huh? no, no. They're still there. They're just not, they're a little more hidden. Um, okay. You gotta, you gotta look a little harder to see, them. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's still that whole idea of, okay, as we have evolved, she has just grown sexier because I have seen more of a woman. It's not just a body. You know, I've seen a depth to her. We have been through things together. We've had kids together, you know, and, and I've also had to, you know, I had to confront and luckily it wasn't a real hard confrontation that when she was pregnant, she was the sexiest I've ever seen <laughs> during that say that season, because mm -hmm. that was just the essence of life to me. And it's yeah. like, Oh, I love that. That's life awesome. is sexy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And so it's just recognizing that, okay, yeah, so a, a younger woman's body might be appealing because there's less sag, if you will, or there's less wrinkles, if you will, or whatever. But, yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> you know, there's not much behind it all. There's not much, ooh, she's got some baggage. I, I like that baggage, actually. I like that you've, you've dealt with life and you've handled it okay, and, and you're with me still, and you can offer that to me. And you could, mm -hmm. that takes me places somebody else never could if, mm -hmm. if it's just somebody that looks good on the outside and that's all you got. And for those men out there who are thinking, yeah, she can't possibly find me sexy because my six pack abs do look like a keg and you know, <laughs> beer belly, receding hairline, the whole nine yards. I, I want to offer this. Um, you know, Greg would fit the same description as you just, you know, he's six foot seven and he's probably put on, you know, a good 20 to 30 pounds over the past 25 years, but those pounds do not bother me right? because I'm, I'm not looking for a set of abs to make love to me. Right. I'm looking for a man, yep. a full grown, mature, wise, loves me as I am type of man. Yep. And I think that what he brings to the table far better than just uh, a trim midsection is when he gives me his heart yep when he takes time to hold me in his arms and look at me in the face and make eye contact yep. like the whites of his eyes are the sexiest thing about my husband in my opinion because when i see the whites of his eyes that means he's looking into the whites of my eyes yep and we have that really deeper connection um, and as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to be, be vulnerable as well. I'm going to tell you about the conversation that we had just last night in that position because I was crying. I was crying, very upset and distraught about the fact that I had gone to the doctor yesterday morning and um, I have been, I went through a sleep study a couple weeks ago and I have been diagnosed with moderate to severe sleep apnea. Okay. I've had it for years and I just didn't know it, right. but it's beginning to wreak some havoc on my health. As I had said earlier this year, I've had the shingles and it's like, how did I have that? You know, okay. Your immune system's been compromised. Why is that? I, I eat right. I exercise. Well, it's, it's sleep related. Okay. Well, I was, I was on my way out the door last night to go for a second sleep study to be fitted for a CPAP machine. Okay. Now in my mind, 
I'm trying to tell myself, Shannon, this is a good thing. They've recognized the root of right. so many of the problems that you've been wrestling with. And I've heard people who wear CPAP machines say, you're about to feel like a, a million dollars. You're going to feel like a totally different person. This is, so this is good. This is good that they figured it out, that there's a cure, that in a couple weeks, you're going to start feeling great. But there was a part of me inside that I, I just wanted to die. And I did yeah. wind up crying because I said to Greg, I just don't see this as sexy. <laughs> I just don't feel sexy with right. a big tube coming out of my nose. It makes me look like the elephant man. Right. And he said to me the sweetest thing. He said, Shannon, as long as you don't try to wear it while we're making love, it, it's, it's not unsexy to me. <laughs> Which told me that he cares more about how I feel than how I look. Right. And that made me feel good. Right. So, you know, as we get older, there are going to be more things and more things that come up of you can't possibly find me sexy when yeah. uh, you know, the guy's thinking when I'm bald uh, and she's thinking you can't possibly find me sexy when uh, I can't always control. You know, I know that as we get older, incontinence will become an issue for many of us. You know, it's like there's so many things that you think, oh, that's just so not sexy. Yep. And we're going to have to reexamine our definition of sexy. Well, we are absolutely. over and over again, absolutely. over and over. And we also have to give room to our partner to let them define it for themselves and t and take them at their word. You know, that they say, you know, Greg says, honey, you're still sexy. You got to believe he's telling you the truth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not think that he was just feeding me. No, the line no. I, 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 I read through it that what he was saying is, I care about how you feel. And yep. if you're going to feel better because you have to wear this contraption at night, then that's a good thing. And I'm not going to be staring at you all night long going, man, she's unattractive in that thing. Right. Well, that's, it, that goes, that's speaking directly to the people we've had that have emailed in the, in the past, you know, the listeners that have said, I have a real bad self image problem. My spouse thinks I'm great and they think I'm the sexiest woman or the sexiest man that, that walks the earth. But they just basically don't believe them. <laughs> They're like, no, how could they? You know, it's, and it's, uh, it's all self-worth. It's all identity kind of stuff. But you're basically calling them a liar. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm saying that as we age, we have to confront that all the time with our partners because we change just like they do. And so it's real easy to sit there and say, yeah, I do all this and I do all that. But, okay, do you? You know, are, are, do you, are you really growing into your own skin to where you're comfortable and more and more comfortable with who you're not? And you're okay with that, that, you know, I still have yet to get a call from an NBA team asking for a tryout, <laughs> you know, I, you I'm, and Greg both. <laughs> I'm like, come on. How, the, my, they know my number. Well, actually they don't, but you know, <laughs> but it, it is just that whole, okay. Sometimes you kind of come to grips with, okay, maybe I'm not that anymore, but I am all this still. I'm all the other stuff. I'm, I'm now becoming something now, you know, different. There and, you go. And maybe that's even better. There you go. To, to look ahead and be excited about what's in the future yeah. and don't assume the worst, because here's the thing, a, an individual or a couple who assumes that the best is in the rearview mirror and that what's up ahead is nothing but false teeth and hearing aids and wheelchairs and that there's nothing sexy about any of those things. If that's their mindset, think about what they're robbing themselves right. of. Right. 
because again, I worked in a nursing home for a little while and there was a couple that they roomed together and they appreciated it when we would hang the do not disturb sign on the door. And yeah, they had false teeth and yeah, the woman was totally bed fast. She couldn't even get out of bed, yeah. but they still knew how to comfort one another sexually. And yeah. you know, I don't know what they did in there, but it, and it's none of my business, but it did give me hope that as long as me and my husband are still alive, we're going to be emotionally and sexually available to one another. Yeah. And as you keep going through, as, as the years go on, I think there's a part of us that kind of comes to grips with, I, I'm not going to abuse this in a sense, but it comes to grips with, you're not going anywhere. You know, I got you, mm. <laughs> you know, you're with me. And so I can almost let my guard down even more. Yeah. And, and I can be real even more because you're not going anywhere. And sometimes we can abuse that. I've, I've worked with couples that have done that, that they've taken, they've taken their spouse for granted and they're not going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden they do. And it's like, uh Oh, what do I do? And, but so this is the other side of that, where it allows us to actually relax and mm -hmm. be real and be vulnerable. Yeah. And to remember that we are all aging at the exact same rate Yeah, with each passing year, our spouse is another year older too. Yeah. And I still love the fact that research, and we started out the show with research. I'm going to come back around to the tidbit of research that rocked my world. And I have just been such an advocate for making sure that everybody knows how cool God is that he wired our brains this way, that the number one way to ward off Alzheimer's in our old age is frequent orgasm because it <laughs> lights up every part of the brain yep. in a way that nothing else will. Yep. And that is a cool thing. I also, Corey, saw a documentary on Netflix recently called Alive Inside about how older people with dementia and Alzheimer's, that if you put earbuds in their ears with music from the era that they were, you know, young and hip in, that they literally come alive, that they're able to talk and tell you about childhood memories and even dance and, and sing and yeah. just like everything comes back to them. And so, you know, we've talked in shows before about using various things to, to heighten your senses, have a few songs that are go-tos for making love. And as you get older, let those songs take you back to that place where maybe you had a lot more energy for that activity, but just the song itself puts you in the mood. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's rely. And that's the beauty of that is their depth behind it all that you're relying on things that you've done together to bring you back together. I love that. I Taking mean, a stroll back down memory lane together. Absolutely. There's, there's some great things that come from reminiscing. There's some great things that come from remembering when it's, it's so long as you go into it with the idea of I'm not doing this and I'm going to come at it from a detrimental thing of, oh, now look at what's broken. You know, I <laughs> wish it was then. It's more, God, remember when? And now look at where we are. I mean, that's one of the things I thought of when we were starting the show and I'm just now getting around to it of, you know, and I'll ask this to the listeners. If you've been married, you know, longer than 15 years, let's say, would you rather have sex like it was in the beginning or post 15 years? Good question. Because... While the frequency may not be the same, because let's face it, you're not an instant diving board when it comes to the erection category, <laughs> possibly. Maybe maybe it's a slower diving board, but it's still a diving board, so you can, <laughs> you can still dive in, pun intended. Um, but it, it's just the whole idea of, man, I look back at that. Personally, I look back at that with the first seven, seven eight years of marriage with, my, with Pam. 
I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, I had an idea. It, it, you were along it, for the ride. It, it all worked. But, you know, that's the Seinfeld episode that I think of when they're talking about going down on a woman. And, and, and Jerry's <laughs> comment is, no one knows what's going on down there. I think you just close <laughs> your eyes and hope for the best. You know, I think she just appreciates that you're trying. And it's like, okay, that's funny, but it's also sad. <laughs> so... <laughs> So if you, but if you get deeper into it, you start realizing, okay, yeah, now I know more what I'm doing. I know more what I am, what I'm capable of, what I like, what I don't like. And and when I bring all of that to to bear in bed with my wife, that's what creates the magical occasions together. That's what creates a depth that it's like, wow, it's taken a long time. You know, because that's one of those, after you have a really good experience with Greg, you could sit there and say, man, why didn't we do that earlier? Well, it's like, you probably couldn't have. Right. Because there, there wasn't well, much, there wasn't enough of you there yet. It's it's the difference between asking someone with an associate's degree a question versus asking someone with a PhD who did their dissertation specializing in the question that you're asking. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're, yep. you're going to go to the more knowledgeable source. And as our spouse gets older and has be- and has been a student of our bodies for a long time and a student of their own body, they're going to know more. Right. Why would you want to start over with somebody different? That just doesn't even appeal to me. Yes. And that's, and I guess that's a great way to close it out. And, and the way to talk about all of this is I don't know where you are in your relationship. And I'll just talk to all our listeners that you could be in rough spots, but I want to give you the, the courage and the guidance to stick with it. Seek help. Call Shannon, call me, email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We'll give you some advice. If you can work with us online or phone, great. If not, find somebody in your area, but stay with it because the other side of it produces things that are so much greater and so much deeper. Man. Couldn't agree more. This has been Could good. Could not agree more. This has been great. What do you mean this has been good? This has been freaking great, Corey oh, Allen. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> and we do love you for listening. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your day. And... Anything we can do that we left undone, please feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Let us know what you think, and we'd love to hear from you. So wherever you are, whatever you are doing for the rest of your day, I hope it's great, and I hope it ends with the one you love. We'll see you next time. God bless you guys. 